0: In seventh grade, Mr. Walsh had us writing these lab reports. And I'm a pretty high achiever. And I remember my first lab report, I got a B. <laughs> I, the 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 embarrassment, the disdain of B. I haven't gotten a B since spelling tests in second grade. That is not true, but <laughs> 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 but Mr. Walsh had us do these complex lab reports in seventh grade and when I submitted my first lab report in ninth grade I actually got pulled aside by the teacher and he asked me uh, if I wrote it because I had developed that skill, which I took for granted. That skill of, of you know, being able to go through the scientific process and, and, and writing the whole, you know, the whole lab report process. Um, that was something that um, my classmates did not learn how to do, they didn't know how to do. I actually ended up um, doing a little, I guess it would be a, le- a little, a small lesson uh, to some of my classmates on, on how to improve your lab report writing. Same thing with research papers. I wrote my first research paper in ninth grade, Miss T. Miss T had us writing research papers. We were I was so ahead of everyone else. And I was able to use the skills I learned to help other people um, develop uh, their papers, develop their ideas, help uh, extract good sources. Those are two examples on top of my head. But I think that there, there are so many little things like that where St. James kids, have um, had the opportunity to develop uh, those skills and have been able to um, go throughout th- throughout Maryland and, and spread the, those skills.
1: Welcome to the St. James Academy podcast commemorating the 200th anniversary of the founding of St. James Academy. In this episode, the student council interviewed John Apostolo class of 2019 at St. James Academy, and rising junior at the Park School in Baltimore. As the youngest interviewee for the 1821 podcast series, John shared with our student council his very recent experience with the middle to high school transition, and how St. James Academy prepared him to seek leadership opportunities at his new school. Stay tuned after the interview to hear how you can get involved with the 1821 St. James Academy commemoration.
2: All right, so let's start out with uh, how many years did you attend SJA, and just tell us a little bit about your time there.
0: I came to St. James in pre-first with Miss Lorcher, and went on the way to eighth grade, so that is nine nine years. I guess I guess technically we could call it a decade, though, because you know a school year te- encapsulates two years, so we'll Close call it enough.
2: It a decade.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll call it. A <laughs> What was
2: your favorite experience in St. at St. James?
0: I I should have, I should have known you were gonna ask me this well, but I I was thinking about some things. I think a, definitely a highlight. Uh was working with uh Mystery Dell and the whole studio team uh doing the morning announcements. Um that was a fantastic what I've what I've learned to be a very rare opportunity, a fantastic opportunity. Um I learned a lot. I really appreciated that. Um I think a, a general a theme of my time at SJA has has been opportunities like that, um, like student studio, you know little, little things where I have been able to grow, um, you know, intellectually, spiritually, le- you know, um, develop my leadership skills. Um, there, there are a lot of just small opportunities like that that I've really over the last 2 years of being away from St. James have really come to appreciate.
2: John, can I ask you to to elaborate a little bit on your experience in the studio? Yeah, absolutely. Because I I think that would be interesting to people listening to the podcast because it's not something that people are aware of that St. James even has.
0: Absolutely. So we have a a, a pretty complex studio setup. Which uh, we broadcast many things. We have audio and um, live stream video capabilities, and so I was an on-air uh, talent to start. Uh, you know, good morning. But I also was able to grow into some of the more technical roles. Uh, you know, both writing the script and producing, but also learning a lot of specifics with how sound and video can be mixed uh, for a live broadcast some of the stuff I'm sure Warren is doing right now um, we uh, did in the studio. Something I was very pleased with is, you know, starting in sixth grade, it was mystery Dell saying when he, when you want him to talk, you press this button, right? And when, when he's done talking, press the button again and that works. Uh, But also growing into eighth grade, you know, we got the whole um, complex controls, the whole video you could do the green screen, And I've, I've used some of those skills in high school. So it's that, it's that progression for me able to do just like point to the guy and tell him to say good morning, all the way up to switching between multiple cameras, green screens, mixing sound, throwing in some music, that kind of thing. That's been, that's, that was a great experience. And you actually trained some of the sixth graders as well, didn't you, John? Uh, Yes, I did. As, um, as a seventh and eighth grader, I was, I was, um, I swung by the studio some mornings to help out uh, and also um yeah help help train um some of the younger kids. Uh.
2: so do you stay in touch with some of your SJ teachers or classmates?
0: Um yes. I I go to high school with a couple of my um SJ my colleagues, classmates. Um I go to high school with a couple of my SJA classmates. and we stay in touch on a daily basis, but um I, I I check in with people from time to time. Um we have a we have a very good network going. Um you know, if I go to a sports event at almost any school, it's I know someone. I, I know someone. And that's that's been very cool.
2: Have you learned any um leadership skills um during your time at student council?
0: Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, I started in student council as the, I know the first couple of elections for grade grade reps. Um I lost. I didn't win. Um that that was uh frustrating. Eventually I, I did um get into the grade rep and I, I thought that student council is a fantastic opportunity for not not only those five officers, but for everyone to step up and lead. And you know, the, those little opportunities of like, you know, going going to that uh Wednesday meeting at Eight o'clock. Oh, it was so early. Eight o'clock, guys. I, I would I, I would I would I would give anything to only have to be at school at eight o'clock these days, um, <laughs> but but going going to that meeting then and then taking that information back to your class, uh, you know it's it's something that I think of trivial now, but that's a pretty big deal to stand up in front of your classmates and and present the the information from the student council meeting. Um, so i think you know starting there then um, obviously transitioning into president i i think that student council was very helpful developing my public speaking skills um, along with the studio i i also have learned through student council especially my time as president the importance of listening to every voice and including the most junior uh representatives or or you know the, the people that sort of get brushed off a lot I think that 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 lesson uh, you know because I will admit that my my first uh student council meeting as president where I had you know the this would be 32 you know a, a lot of people I was uh I was a little unsure of myself and I was I was trying to get it done gavel to gavel let's go let's let's get everything done and you know the, the meeting went fine, but as as it transitioned into the role, the importance of um, you know, listening to the, the little guys, you know, learning their names, learning that was that was one of my goals, learn everyone's name. Um, because you know, when we started transitioning to concessions, uh, when we started transitioning, you know, we had we set some big goals, those are the kids that were there all the time. Um, and so that that is a that is a big uh, I think leadership lesson is the importance of paying attention to everyone. Um, You know, I, 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 I'm thinking about lacrosse practice today. You know, that, that's, that's something that you can apply to almost any scenario. And that, that was something that I I will clearly admit I was not very good at uh, to start, but as I was supported and improved, it, it, it made a world of distance of difference. And that, that is something that's very important. Um. So f- for when you
2: were moving into high school from SJA, um, like how did like SJA prepare you for going into high school?
0: All right, James, this is a question I did think about. So about the entire ride home. And I have a perfect answer for you. At, at St. James, you have a lot of of small opportunities to step up and be a leader and and to step up and 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 do something right you know student council is an obvious example but you know this in the studio is another example but all the time there there are opportunities to step up and and lead and and get ahead and i think that if if saint james gave me one thing it was the opportunity to see that there is leadership potential and opportunity almost everywhere. And as I transitioned to high school, I was frustrated with the lack of leadership in a lot of aspects of of day-to-day life. And I saw that those opportunities were still there, but nobody was offering them to you. It's It's about stepping up you know, saying, you know what, I know how to do this, or maybe I don't know how to do this, but I can figure it out. I know how to thrive, to lead my peers. You know, I I was frustrated that we didn't have any standardized testing prep for freshmen. That was a, (laughs) that's something most freshmen are not thinking about, but hey, I, you know, I want to get ahead because I want to take the SAT uh, as a sophomore, as a junior, so I can get it out of the way. And we didn't have that opportunity. And so I started a club. That's that's the kind of thing where at at St. James you have all of these even um the opportunity to be an acolyte at chapel. That was something that really scared me the first time I did it. I didn't know if I was going to go to the right place. I didn't know what I was going to do, but those tiny opportunities you, you need to you really need to savor them because the opportunity will always be there. But the somebody, you know, saying, hey, John, next week, you're going to be an acolyte. That starts to fade away.
2: I'm going to see if any of the kids want to jump in and tell you about student council next year, because I don't know if you would recognize it. And if you want to tell John what it's going to be like next year. Yeah, so like instead of having the five different um like roles like president secretary treasurer all that kind of stuff vice president it's all just five equal roles because it's more of like even in those separate roles even though you have a title you're still kind of all doing the same stuff that I've heard that from other students so like how do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, Miss Hollow, we talked about this.
2: We did. Mm-hmm. It's finally coming to fruition three years later. <laughs> there we go.
0: I was actually, I was actually considering some similar things. I was just elected um, interim president of the student council at my school uh, as the seniors leave for senior projects. Uh, we we elected a new administration for the last six weeks of school and. Um, we're interested in changing the Constitution. and that that was one of the one of the options we brought up. And I think that there there was a lot of discourse. I've always viewed that it's important for decisive leadership. No matter how a decision is made, whether one person or a hundred people make it, that's that's the decision, That's the directive. And you you talk about it or or amend it, but that's, you know, it's important for everyone to be on the same page. So that was one of our concerns with making Anarchist four or five equal officers. You know, I, I, it sounds like I'm being very anti, I think it's a great idea. And I was advocating for it a couple of years ago, but so like, let me, let me ask you a question about it. who gives the, what speeches did I give?
2: The one at the beginning of the year and the one at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> who, who gives the convocation speech?
2: Um, I feel like each person could say like a little piece that they come up with yeah. and everyone does that because I feel like if everyone announces it at the same time, it's just not going to be good. So I feel like everyone could just say, a little piece of the speech, and it goes from there.
0: Well, I think that that is a that is a great idea. Um, that that is a really good idea. The the other great benefit that I just thought of, which is something we did not consider, um, was the idea of um, the student council being sort of a tool for students who don't want to talk to the administration for whatever you know let's say you have some sort of you know, you have any sort of issue issue that you'd like to bring up the administration for whatever reason you don't feel comfortable you don't you know you know and there's an advisor system but i i i fielded some of those um concerns but i was always worried that because i'm the guy on the podium everyone thinks i'm the guy to go to but you know, despite my best efforts, I don't know all three hundred kids at the school. I I tried to learn their names, but I I don't I don't I don't know them. And so having having five roles uh, and having five visible leaders who people can go to, I think that is very helpful. And I think that you guys are going to get a lot. Um, that is going to be a very beneficial system.
2: I had a quick question about your time at SGA. Um, did you ever have a favorite grade level while you while you were there? Um, and if so, why?
0: A favorite grade level? Well, in pre-first, we got three recesses. So that was a plus. Um, I think, you know, my time in, I, I remember much more of my time in middle school, um, then my time in, in lower school, L- looking back, if you were to ask me after I gra- like the, the day after I graduated, I would have said eighth grade. Um, because that's, that's when you, that's when you go to Disney and, you know, I, I got to do all this, these leadership things. And, um, that was really, you know, we got, you know, Mr. Walsh's class became like We got to explode stuff and it it became uh, it became not to say seventh grade wasn't interesting, you know. I love Mr. Walsh, but eighth grade the labs were definitely more fun. But I, I think that each each grade of middle school, and again, if I could if I could remember more of lower school, I'm sure I could come up with this lower school, but each grade of middle school, I really honed in on a specific part of finding myself. And, and developing and, and developing my me. And I, I don't know if I could I could choose a favorite grade, you know if you want on the surface you know, the aggregate of fun stuff, eighth grade. But I I would really say that sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, I developed and learned different things, but very important things
2: gotta say, I was really sad uh, hearing you talk about all the fun things you got to do in eighth grade, because a lot of that we're not able to do.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Eliza. I know.
2: So uh, could you comment about what St. James Academy means to the greater community?
0: You know, there are there are a number of of things that we do at St. James that benefit, you know, um, visiting Paul's place, um, uh, the, the Christmas shop. Um, one that I really missed this year was blessing of the hunt. I I that was so much fun. Everybody everybody out there, you get the, the it's the perfect plan. Everybody goes to church and then and then you go out and you get to watch the whole. It's just it's just it's such a show. So I I would say that those are are great for bringing the wider Baltimore and Maryland community together. But I would also say that I you know I'm I'm part of a lot of communities. I'm part of the community at, at you know my current school. I'm part of a you know a physical neighborhood community, I'm part of a church community. But I would say that St. James is very unique as a community. Number one, you don't really leave. You know, you, you you spend less time there, but you 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 don't really leave. And one one of the things that I feel as though. St. James really helped me with like, and this is this is a bizarre thing, but like, I'm very comfortable walking up to strangers. My phone died the other day, and I'd call my mom, and I I walked up to some guy on Falls Road and <laughs> asked to borrow his phone, which um, you know, I, my first ever opportunity of, of talking to somebody like that. And I remember this. My mom may be displeased if I say this, but uh, my first ever day at St. James. First day of pre-first, my my mother had some car troubles, and uh, was late picking me up, and so this is my first day at a new school. I don't know anybody, and I had to walk up to Mrs. Regal, and um, and ask to use her cell phone uh, to call my mom. That was that was the that was the first time I've ever had to do that, and. You know, I don't want to hate on all you kids with your cell phones, but I got a cell phone at the end of seventh grade, and um, that 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 little aspect of the community where um, I I don't know if you surveyed all of the parents on the St. James campus while I was there, I would say at least half of them I've I've asked to use their cell phone at some point. There's a lot to be said for a community where um you feel comfortable letting an eight-year-old and some, use your cell phone you know that's that seems like just a small little thing but that's that's what community is made of mm-hmm. and I think Saint James is an incredible community.
2: And um speaking of like switching schools I know this was like a while back but um I this is my first year at St. James I switched from Hereford. Do you think that going to a um, larger school is, is like a super different for you since you've been in a smaller school for so many years?
0: I think, well, the most frustrating part of me of the first day of high school was the fact that it seemed impossible for me to know everyone. Because when I walked through the hallways of St. James, I was able to say, Hey Liza, hey Billy, hey Will, hey James, to everyone. I knew everyone and I I I um you know throughout you know whether I, I met you in the play or or in student council or or on the sports team, I was I was able to make connections with with a very large percentage of people in the building. Um, and that really makes you that, that, that knowing knowing the person you're sitting next to makes a very homey experience. And my first day of high school, that was a that was a, a shocking realization that those days of of knowing everyone and being able to of to be able to really connect with a lot of people um, may be behind me. Um, and my, my my class is smaller than most. I, I'm not sure of the number, but it's under 100 people. But what I've learned is that while it's taken longer, I've been able to do the same thing. And I think, I don't know, th- this year's a little weird because, you know, I'm only on campus with ninth and 10th grade. Um, but of those kids on campus, that's probably 200, 200 plus people. Uh, I've been able to... Meet and you know exchange hellos with with almost everyone, and that that is something that can really really make you feel at home.
2: So, if you had been at SJA during COVID, how do you think that would have affected your role in student council?
0: Oh gosh. Hmm. Well, the first thing I would probably be doing is. calling Mrs. Holloway and Mrs. Davis every day saying when can we get back to school. I think that one of one of the were you know there there've been a lot of uh, consequences of covid. Um you know a lot of small businesses and stuff, you know it's there there've been a lot of consequences, but I think that the number one consequence of covid was the lack of casual exchange. The lack I keep going back to this but hellos in the hallway um of meeting new people. I think you know something that happened you know March 17th which is my birthday by the way when the world shut down was that everyone's friend group everyone they talked to pew, froze. And you talk to the people that you were talking to on March 16th, but you don't really talk to anyone else. One of the things I did last year was, was trying to get that casual exchange back, open up a zoom room and saying, you don't have to come anyone come on in. And then we're going to make random breakout groups. That sort of casual exchange. I think it helped me get through COVID. Um, I say get through like it's over, but we can wish. Those sort of that, those sort of exchanges are were very meaningful to me.
2: And um you brought up a really good point about the breakout room thing. Yeah. I feel like when we're in person, um, I feel like everyone just like communicates a lot more and they're like talking and joking around. But then once it's on the online like that all stops and like no one really talks to each other. I mean, everyone's still texting like constantly. There's like 600 messages a day, but it doesn't even matter because it's not like face-to-face in like English class is like kind of the only one where you do go into breakout rooms. And even in the breakout rooms, it's like, you have like two minutes to discuss, but it's not even, and it's like no, no, Real like discussion, like there's no recess together and no nothing, so it's really hard.
0: Yeah, I was I, I was um advocating for when we first started. You know, we had those private chats, Zoom private chat, and then they turned that feature off after after basically after they realized it existed, and I, I was part of a group who was advocating to to keep it on um you know it's it's an obvious argument right it's it's distraction in the classroom versus whether that distraction is good or bad and basically what we were saying was that the the temporary distraction is a is a casual encounter that happens in everyday school you know and (laughs) and somehow we still learn things and um that it was important to try and keep some semblance of that sort of interaction. Uh, um, I think the other thing that we did, I, I never really used uh, this, this application called Discord, um, which a lot a Gamers Use. My whole grade started using it. it. Essentially, there are a bunch of rooms and you can hop into a room and you can see who else is in the room and then you could go into that room. And then it's a video call. And so that that that's been great. Where it's like, oh, Elijah, I haven't talked to him in a while. Let me go in. Um, and then you know, there's science homework rooms, and stuff when you're working on science, so that was a little tool that we've been using.
2: I wondered if John might talk about um, some of the activities that you're doing at Park.
0: Yes, currently attend the Park School. Uh, there are a couple activities that I'm heavily involved. In. I'm a section editor of the newspaper. I'll say my largest engagement right now, uh, I am leading a club called Isomer international student-led Arctic monitoring and research. Uh, I was set up about 15 years ago by the head of our science department. Uh, it's a partnership uh, between us in Baltimore and our friends in Churchill, Manitoba, Canada. And so twice a year, pre-COVID, uh, we would fly up there, take soil samples and fly back and analyze them and um the the group has grown to doing uh you know we have trail cams that take pictures of polar bears and we analyze them and we're also starting working with some people in puerto rico but that has been a fantastic opportunity i've definitely used a lot of the leadership skills i learned at st james i think on zoom it's hard to to get the the weight of what you're doing but you know i i was doing public speaking and and, and leading a group of over a hundred people who are all there and we're very excited to be there, but also they have no idea who I am. I'm i I'm a sophomore. And um, so that was, you know, that, that, that was a very challenging uh, leadership experience, but I've been able to use a lot of those skills to grow the group. We're about to release a scientific paper. Attendance is up. We've got some new people showing up by a lot of metrics we're succeeding. So that is. Um, that's been a good experience. Other things I'm involved in. Uh, yes. So I um, cross country in the fall squash in the winter. And then yes, I recently picked up lacrosse and despite the popularity of lacrosse at St. James, I had never played lacrosse before. Uh, I was a freshman and my friends play lacrosse and they said, you should play lacrosse. And I I just walked onto lacrosse for the first day. I didn't know how to do anything, and apparently, that was like a big deal. That I did I did not think anything of it. I was like, "I want to play lacrosse." My friends are playing lacrosse. I'm going to go play lacrosse. Uh, and I was, you know, able to become a member of the group, get better. And I, I think that, that that is something that completely took for granted at St. James. And I I didn't think anything of it. it was I wanted to join the team, so I joined the team. So that 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 aspect of, you know, I, I'm very used to just something's challenging. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's do it.
2: I'm kind of doing the same thing. Like I was going to, cause like everyone's like, well, you should play lacrosse next year. If they have it, like you're going to be so good. And I was like, I don't know. I have, cause I used to play for like, I played for like two years when I was in like gotcha. first and second grade. Yeah. and I just never picked it back up and they're like you'd be so good you should yeah. try it and I was like maybe I should just go on even though it'll be terrible it's still hanging out with people and having fun
0: and when you get older and you look back you're going to realize that that opportunity to you know whether it's the cross, whether it's the studio whether it's um helping at chapel whether it's um you know, volunteering to say a, a prayer at chapel, like there, there are all of these opportunities throughout the day, throughout the year for you to just just to, to do something, put yourself out of your comfort zone. And right now you're in a, a, a very safe space where, um, you know, there are people there to catch you if, if you fall. And that that experience is going to pay you incredible dividends throughout your life.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast commemorating the 200th anniversary of the founding of St. James Academy. To learn more about St. James Academy, you can visit our website at stjamesacademy.org. And that saint is spelled out S-A-I-N-T. Or email us at info at Thank you.